Welcome to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm John. We're a couple of overweight barbecue enthusiasts trying to share our love for sweet and smoky food with the world. Thanks for hanging out with us as we talk about life, share recipes, successes, and failures that have all led to our love of cooking outdoors. Hey, howdy, hey. I don't know if I can do that ending there. <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Oh. Here in the pit. The pit. Dude, the pit's getting some upgrades. I'm not going to lie. I am more pleased with set upgrades. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think there are a couple of things happening in my life, none of which are good for me financially. Nice. Amazon has fully dialed in <laughs> on what makes John click buy now. Well done, Amazon. Such as our uh, our new neon barbecue sign. There was one of a pig that I I, I went back and forth several times. I, I I decided the colors on this one would would work a little better. So if you're uh, if you're listening and you're not watching on YouTube, first of all, you should watch on YouTube because it's hopefully going to be a little more entertaining. It's a whole new experience. We've it is. We've got it's the computer nice. now. We're uh, we've got quite the setup going on. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. John has purchased a neon sign that says barbecue with a couple of silhouettes of uh, plus size women. In provocative poses. So I don't know how Haley signed off on this, but I think it's very on brand for the podcast. So I'm not even gonna correct that because I just want people to get on get on YouTube. Um, and where's where's the subscribe button? It's uh normally like right down here, right? Click click that the area, subscribe. That region over there. Subscribe, people, we need you. Yep. Um Yeah. I, Mike, I'm just realizing you've got a new cup too. Yeah. Dude. I had a Stanley. Call me a basic white mom if you want to. I really liked my Stanley. It kept my pop fizzy and cold. And then I got a couple knockoffs. And within, I think on the same day, I broke both of them. One of them was given to me by the school district as like a Christmas present. But it was a knockoff. And the lid busted. So it's not, I mean, my Stanley's handle busted. And it still works, but it's obviously... Um, harder to carry around. And then that knockoff, like I dropped it off of the table and the lid just like exploded on me. And the other one, I can't remember if I was just taking it off or something and it just cracked. So yeah. So this is a hydro jug. We'll see how it goes. It looks cool. I was in Al's and Whitney said, Hey, so-and-so said, that's a good one. You want to try it? And I said, yeah, yeah, whatever. So. Does it have the bendy... Does that straw bend down and Yeah, close? so it seals. Apparently, it's better than a Stanley because it seals. I don't know if I like it better, but I was pretty partial to my OG Stanley. Nice. That I got. So Well, and I uh, continue to not care about the environment, <clears throat> burning hydrocarbons on a regular basis and using styrofoam cups. Let's be honest. Refills are usually cheaper in other places, so that's what I go for. I don't really... I... I think I, the environment's going to be fine. So I do have my refillable mug. It's just it's at the office. That's fair. So, um, anyways, that was a total tangent. Yeah. So, hey everybody, if you're still here, thank <laughs> if you. If you're still hanging Thanks out for, with us, John, let's talk about our hats, man. I know. 
We, uh, we're repping what? the ha- Maybe that's a foam thing. We're just we, saying. We said we weren't going to do this, but yeah. I think we're going to do this. Let's, so we got uh, some hats. We talked about this on the live show last week. And uh, me and John went in and designed these bad boys. And I actually, I'll be honest, I have a big head. I have a giant head. And these fit like a glove. Like a lot of those snapbacks that are really popular, I'm on like one little peg and I'll wrap tape around it so it doesn't explode on me. And this is kind of like a, what did he call this? Like a flex snap thing. But it uh, it fits pretty comfortable. So it, I'm not going to be able to do the hat thing. <clears throat> That's okay. People can get on YouTube and look. We'll, uh... we'll describe it. There are two silhouettes of plus size women. Just kidding. There are no silhouettes <laughs> of plus size women. Just plus size men. <laughs> it's just uh, our logo, but yeah. it's pretty cool. We got black and gray. I think it's a little like uh, like smoky. I do. I like it. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. check it out. We uh, still first run. If you comment on this episode or DM us referencing this episode, and we still have first run hats, uh, twenty dollars. Which honestly, for a Hat, 20 bucks is a screaming deal. It really is. Sadly, nowadays, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, after that, they will probably be 25 to $30. Yeah, once um, they go viral, we've got a supply and demand, you know. Yep, so a little bit of a special deal for people that are dedicated listeners, which we appreciate and appreciate sure. the comments and, and feedback we get. Uh, and shipping is extra. So hit us up in the comments and we'll... We'll get you taken care of with a with a sweet hat. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I've had it on for, I mean, they just delivered them today. I've had it on for maybe a thirty minutes. It's probably one of my favorite fitting hats, at least. Yeah, I've, for my uh, massive head. Yeah, I'm the same way. I when it says one size fits most, I am not most men. No, so mm-hmm. I yeah. I don't buy snapback hats typically, but this one, yeah, I've had it on since I picked them up at about five o'clock. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. awesome. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. So hit us up. How do people hit us up? The emails or comment? Uh, comment, email us, fatguyswithsmokers at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram. Oh, Instagram, yeah. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, if you're listening to this, there's a high probability you have my cell phone number or Mike's cell phone <laughs> yeah, number. I was going to say. Or one of our wives' phone numbers. So I was going to say, shipping probably won't be a huge problem for most of you since you are either our family or close <laughs> friends that live nearby. So We just want the love. Yeah. All right. With that, speaking of the love. Oh, dude. Michael. I feel it's only appropriate that I use your your given name. Yeah, please. As do. we start this. Oh yeah. Uh. Oh, you want me to just do it then? I. Uh, why don't you give us a lead in and tell okay. us Here's tell us what story. we've got here? The other day, I was showing my wife Chat GPT. I really like. We've used it a little bit for the podcast. Chat GPT is not a sponsor yet. Um, Dude, but... if we could get Elon, <laughs> uh, Tesla and fat guys are smokers. Um, anyway, I was showing her, I was showing her how it worked. She's like, I've actually never seen it. Like I've heard you talk about it. I love it. Cause it writes lesson plans for me. So I don't have to. Um, but she said, first she said, tell me a joke. And it spit out some stupid joke. And then she said, 
write me a poem, a love Valentine's Day poem about smokers and smoking meat. And I'll be honest, it uh it strikes you right in the feels, all right? So if you're driving, you might want to pull over for this one cuz it's it's going to get steamy. So <laughs> I I wish we had more cameras in here so that I could like pan one of them in right on your face. Ooh. Maybe like a red filter. Here's a story. I uh I'm going to try to do this in a sensual manner, but I'm also fighting a cold since the air in Cache Valley is rebelling against all of us. So it's not going to be beautiful. Are we ready? I'm prepared. All right. Everybody, hopefully you had a chance to pull over. Signal mayor and head check. Pull over safer to the side of the road. Put the car in park. Put the car in park. Park brake is optional, but recommended. In the heart of a backyard where smoke dances free. Stands a smoker, a vessel of culinary glee. With coals aglow and savory scents in the air, I once thought it held the greatest love to share. But then, in the soft glow of evening's embrace, I see her, my wife, with her radiant grace. In her eyes, a warmth that outshines the fire's gleam, and in her touch, a love beyond any dream. For though the smoker may craft meals of delight, it pales compared to her presence each night. Her laughter, a melody sweeter than any dish. Her love, an eternal flame, my heart's cherished wish. So let the smoker sizzle and the embers burn low. For in her love I found the greatest glow. She's the true flavor of life, my heart's sweetest song. My wife, my love, where I truly belong. Oh. Right? Freaking AI wrote that. <laughs> Damn, son. Yeah, well, I told you. That's why I told people you need to pull over. She uh, she, she put it in. I can't remember where I went. Maybe to uh, go to the bathroom or something. I came back out my computer, and this is what was on it. And I was like, what is this? And she just started <laughs> laughing hysterically. So, Whitney, thank you, babe, for that. Stunning piece of literary magic that uh, artificial intelligence has blessed us with this night. Oh. Yeah. And with that, public service announcement, uh, Valentine's Day is one week. No, we got two weeks. Whew. Two weeks. Whew. Uh, yeah, you yeah, sweating almost, over here. Almost had I was attack. already hot after the poem, and then I was like, "Oh crap!" Two, two weeks from from today when we're recording, but you'll have a a week and six days. That means there's still time for Amazon boys. There we go, gentlemen. Make plans. Um, I almost wonder if, if I could get T-shirts with that poem printed on the back of it. Done fast. <laughs> done fast enough. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. That's pretty hot. Yeah. It was uh it was pretty intense. I'm not even gonna ask you how the rest of the night went after that. It uh did not go that way, I wish, but you know. <laughs> oh. Kids, everybody. <laughs> Nature's greatest <laughs> greatest contraceptive devices. 
Oh, there's a joke I want to make, but I'm. Um. We gotta we gotta stay in the family clean category of the podcast realm. Yeah, I know. I I don't want to. I don't want to check mark on the on the YouTube account. Um. Further proof: Chat GPT will not only save your job, but can also light a fire within your marriage. Hey, hey, howdy, hey. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, howdy, hey. I don't think it was quite that Yeah, you're right. I made it worse. Um, All right. Let's let's do something barbecue. I was going to say, let's let's talk about brisket. (laughs) Let's Let's do something we know stuff about. Brisket is about as much of a man's meat as you can ever get to. Yeah, for sure. uh, And I just happened to cook maybe the greatest brisket of my entire life this weekend. Yeah, you were telling me about this. I'm very excited for this rundown. Yeah, so it was it was a huge brisket. It had a ton of a massive fat cap on it. Um, Where did you acquire said brisket? It was a prime oh. brisket from Costco that has been in my freezer for at least 4 months. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I picked one up. It was probably like a 17-pound brisket. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I bet I took two to two and a half pounds of fat off of it. Mm. And then you grind that up. You talked about this last week. Do you grind it up? and <laughs> I, I didn't stuff this time. It? I mm. It was late, and I was not in the mood. And We've all been there, for sure. Yeah, so... Typically, I do. Typically, I'll save it until I've done three or four briskets, and then I pull all of the grind out of the freezer and grind it all up. And grind it up. Hmm. But got it trimmed up. Not my best trim. Like not like I was actually a little nervous about it. the The fat line between the point and the flat Uh was massive. Really? Yeah. So I was like trying to cut some of that hard fat out for a while and it was just taking forever. And I kind of had this weird flap on it from that wasn't going down. So I wasn't really happy with my trim, but went with it, seasoned it with some holy gospel from Meat Church mm-hmm. and then hit it with some additional black pepper. Interesting. So I always go holy cow with a brisket, but you went with holy gospel and black pepper. I, nor- I normally would have done holy cow. I didn't have any in the cupboard, and I don't want to go get any. Sure. Um, and that's really the difference between holy gospel and holy cow is the amount of black pepper. Hmm. So I basically used holy cow. Okay. Um, Real quick, just as an aside, brisket trimming, like it kind of sucks. Like there's a lot of videos on it on YouTube, and I'll watch them and be like, okay, I'm ready for this. Or I'll even do it along while I watch a video. It's pretty tough. Like, you need a little practice to get it just right and how you want it. And even then, sometimes, it's just a mess. Yeah. I've probably done, I don't know, 30 briskets. Mm -hmm. And I still have one like this where I was just like, man, what the crap am I doing? Yeah. You know, you try and cut, you cut away anything that's hard. You cut the edges off where that meat started to turn brown. Mm -hmm. And then you try and take the fat cap down to no more than half an inch. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, across the top of it. And man, I had two or three spots where I, you know, scalped it and yeah. meat was showing through and just wasn't super happy with my trim. But what do you do with like that Mohawk area? 
You cut know what I'm talking off, about? Man. You just chuck the whole thing. I, I cut the mohawk off and it goes into my grind. See, that's what I... Sh- that's what I was talking... I talked about this last time I did a brisket. Mm-hmm. I was so worried about wasting, but it just wasn't worth it. By the time it cooked up, it was just kind of a waste, so... Yeah, no, I just... I hacked the hacked the mohawk right off. Yeah, I just bored it. I love it. Yeah, so I cut the mohawk off on the backside. I really try and like smooth that out so it's a good because mm-hmm. you don't want edge. like hard cut edges, right? You want a round. Well, yeah. So, and you know when we talk about briskets, you start talking about like making things aerodynamic. You just want sm- the air to move over it yeah. smoothly. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got hard edges, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what you don't want, though, is like a big lip that then is going to prevent smoke from coming over the mm-hmm. top. Yeah. So trim the trim that part of the point off, um, square up both sides, and square up the end. Yeah. And then some people like to notch, like cut one of the corners off so they know how to slice the brisket. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I, I don't do it. I've never done that. I've seen it done, but I've never yeah. done it. Yeah, I didn't do it, so... Um, anyways, got it seasoned up, threw it out on the Traeger. Um, I normally, I do one of two things. I either run at 180 because I want to go real low and real slow, or I go at 225. Mm-hmm. And it was really cold out the night I was starting to do it. And I turned the knob and I accidentally bumped it. <laughs> <laughs> this was all by accident. <laughs> I think it was at 195 or 200. And I was like, whoop. Guess we're going in the middle this time. <laughs> we may have just witnessed like the Newton, the apple falling on yes. his head accidentally and be- yep. discovering so, something genius. Yeah, I was not super excited about this. My meter battery was almost dead. Like mm. everything that said this was going to be a bad cook happened. <laughs> and I was like, screw it. I threw it out there, made sure the pellets were full, fired it up, covered it with the welding blanket, and I went to bed. <laughs> nice. Um,. I got up, woke up, I don't know, it was probably 3 o'clock, wasn't quite yet to the stall. How long had it been on at that point? Um, I put it on about 11 o'clock. Okay. So it was, I don't know, four, four, four and a half hours in. Um, and then, let's see, I had meetings at 6.30 Sunday morning, so it was probably about 5.15. It was at... 157 and the one cool thing about the meter that i really like is you can see the graph so like you can see the rate of change on the internal temperature mm-hmm. and man i had been sitting at 157 for over an hour oh like, really yeah so huh. i was like Meh, we're at the stall does meter cool. tell you ambient temperature too it like does. what's what it is in your grill you might have me sold on one of those we should talk more about it mm-hmm. i'm a fan but um <laughs> So I wrapped it up tight in butcher paper. It had already shrunk in size, probably at least by a third, if not by a half. Mm. Like it just went whoop, um, which was really surprising me how much it had shrunk up. Yeah. Wrapped it up, put it on, went to my meetings, went to church, um, came home, and it came off probably about 1115, 1130. Okay. It had, um, once it hit 195 internal. I started to probe it for tender. Mm-hmm. Um, 203 is the magic number. I think if it hits 203, you're always safe to take it off. But I've learned, especially with the primes for some reason, it may be 198. And be when you poke that probe into the meat and it just slides around like, like warm butter. butter. Yeah. 
I pulled it out. So total cook time, 12-ish hours? Yeah, 12. And you never bumped the temperature. It stayed right at 200? Uh, or 190, is that what you said? I think I turned it up to 225 when I wrapped it. Okay. But basically sat at the same temperature. Yeah. Like it wasn't a wasn't a big bump up. Right. Um, and then I took a page out of your book. You talked about doing this with a pork shoulder. Yeah. I wrapped it, paper and all, in saran wrap. Mm. And just wrap that sucker up. It's as tight as I could. Put a whole bunch of layers on it. It was actually kind of impressive. The heat from the brisket like, was filling the saran wrap like a balloon. Huh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like awesome. I was like... Yeah. <laughs> like, no! <laughs> Don't do that! <laughs> wrap it tighter! Um, so I did that and I put it in a cooler and we ate at 4 o'clock that night. So like a... F- Four and a half, Four and five and a half hour. hour rest. Right on. Yeah. Um, and man, it was delicious. Do you think it's because it was prime or do you think it's because of the way you cooked it? Uh, I think it was a mix of all of the above. Yeah. I think the prime helped. And I've had prime where it's dried out super fast. I think this was a high fat prime, which was, was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I think it was that the saran wrap at the end more than anything. Really, just part just of the resting keeping process. All of the juices in there is as tight as it could be. Uh-huh. Um, I think that was a huge impact. That's that makes sense because I feel like when you put it in a cooler, even if you've got a towel in there, like you lose a lot of moisture just with it leaking through the paper or whatever. So I wonder. Interesting. Yeah. So that's saran wrap for the rest. Yeah, I think that's my new go-to. Yeah. Plus, I've got like a 3,000-foot roll of saran wrap that I have no idea how I'm going to get rid of if I don't start doing this. I got one of those once to wrap Whitney's car in saran wrap when we were dating. It was the best, dude. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. It's gone now. We've used it for several moves, but it was awesome. I'm talking about like like true plastic food wrap. Oh, no, I'm talking about shrink wrap. I think you're talking about shrink wrap. Mm Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I'd still use it to wrap a brisket in. I've got, I've got some. That's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> That's the thing. I got some saran wrap to do those pork shoulders. And pork shoulders not the same size as a brisket, so it wasn't a huge deal. But I was like, man, I wish I had that had the wide, wide. like, and could just, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, it's anyway. like, that's a good call out. Hmm. Yeah, no, I just, uh, mine's only, like, it's the normal width, but it's one of the Costco ones. Yeah. That's got the cool slider across the top. Yeah. See, I need some of that. I went looking uh, on the day that I did those port shoulders. I went looking for something like the extra wide foil you can get, mm-hmm. you know, but I couldn't find anything like that saran wrap wise. Maybe yeah. it doesn't exist. The but. extra wide foil, the extra wide heavy duty Costco or Sam's Club foil is mm-hmm. an absolute must if you own a smoker. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. So, yep. Um, but since we've got the setup, I thought it'd be fun. Let's uh let's learn. Let's pull this up because I I always think this is interesting. You get into one of these questions of you know, where where does this piece of meat come from? Yeah. I want one of these just to have at my house for each animal that I enjoy eating. Yeah, and I hope I'm not screwing anything up by doing that. This is all While you figure that out, have you seen Waterboy? My, 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 my mama says, my mama says. Do you remember when she invites Mr. Coach Klein over for dinner 
and they're eating that snake. And he's like, what <laughs> part pot? of the snake? Uh, well, well, technically, a snake don't have pots. pots but if I were to say, <laughs> probably his, his knee. knee. <laughs> That's what this made me think of. I support that. Um, so, while keeping this family friendly, the brisket comes from the breast. Huh. Or the chest area on on the cow. Yeah. So when you think about this, and you know, think about the shape and function of this muscle. You know, this is essentially like the pectorals. Yeah. Of the cow, hmm. every time it walks, this muscle gets used. Yeah. Like this is not a nice tender cut like the tenderloin that's buried in the middle that sees very little use. And is tender and delicious. Tender is a mother's love. Um, so each brisket, cow has two briskets then? Uh, it has a... I guess I don't know that. I don't Because it's it's in the pectoral area. Yeah. I don't know if they've got two. I've always been under the impression that there's just one See, that per... would make sense. It's just one piece. But just thinking about the size of a cow and the size of a brisket... I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. Look it I'm up. sorry. No, that's great. Um, and you can, when you go to buy a brisket, you can buy it. Th- you can, there are three different cuts that you can buy. You can buy the flat, which is the lean portion of the brisket that typically has, you typically see it in sandwiches. When you see someone take a, a long, narrow slice of a brisket and they're hanging it over their finger showing how tender it is, mm-hmm. that's typically from the flat. Um, and then there's the point, which has got a lot of intermuscular fat in it. And those two sit on top of each other. And like I was talking about before, there's a layer of fat between those. Um, and you can buy those separate and independent of each other. Have you ever done that? Uh, I one time bought a whole brisket. What I thought was a whole brisket was labeled as a whole brisket and it was two flats and I was pissed. Oh yeah. Bummer. I love the point. I, I'm a point fan myself. I, I love, love just the, the shreddiness. Yep. Um, so I'm a big fan of the point. Um, or the way you typically buy it when you're doing big barbecue, you buy it as a as a whole brisket, or they'll call it a packer brisket. It's normally in cryovac. Um, and it is a big cut of meat. It is. I don't know that I've ever seen a bigger cut of meat in the meat case than the brisket. Hmm. What about those rib roasts around the holidays? Those get pretty big, don't they? Yeah, I guess that's true. The rib roast is... I've never bought one of those, but they seem like they're pretty big. Yeah. Um, what is... There are two briskets. This is from Weber.com. Not a sponsor yet. Um, there are two briskets on the steer. They come from the breast or lower chest of the animal and are located just below the chuck. These muscles are used a lot and carry a great deal of the animal's weight. There you go. I have no idea how that thumbs up showed up on the screen, but right well on. done, Mike. Yeah. Well done. Well, thank you. So, um, yeah, so that that's where the brisket comes from, and that's part of the reason you really have to go low and slow, because if you cook this thing too fast, it's going to be a brick. And Yeah. You're going to be gnawing on it. This is not a steak. You do not want to fry both sides and cut into it. Mm-mm. But 
that article kept saying like the connective tissues are what is delicious as they break down because yes. they tenderize everything and yeah fat is that's flavor. done slowly yeah through the the stall and all those things yeah and that's that's one of the cool parts about barbecue that you know everyone wants to go fast go fast go fast get to it quick mm-hmm. not in barbecue nope. like the longer you spend in the stall that 160 degree temperature that's the magic temp like that's when all the fats starting to render down the um connective tissues the tendons the sinews all of that are literally dissolving and making the meat more tender so the longer you stay there the better you are yeah that's where the chunk of muscle becomes meat and deliciousness yeah for sure so yeah Hmm. i like that i like being able to look at things and talk about i know it's kind of cool huh it's awesome technology people it's pretty awesome also ai yeah you know but technology is not perfect oh should i tell the sad story of our friend oh man we won't we won't use names because you know who you are and you have our sympathy because he doesn't know that i'm telling the story on a podcast to everybody um but he just got a smoker after years of harassment and torture from me every time i drive past his house and see him mm-hmm. he texted me earlier this week last week and said hey i finally got one nice um and we don't know what happened he went to cook ribs was planning on a three or four hour cook at 225 um, put his ribs on went back to work came home and the video he sent me makes my heart hurt it's one of the worst things i've ever seen i don't know i've ever seen anything burnt this bad come off of a smoker i just feel terrible his is uh his smoker somehow when he got home was running what did he tell me at 475 yeah so it was running at almost 500 degrees and we'll have to put this on yeah. on Instagram. It's tough. It's it, tough. It's hard to watch, folks. Sensitive viewers be warned. It's difficult to watch. His poor ribs are charcoal. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else to call. It's not like it's that they're burnt. Like I've had briskets go bad and like you just pick it up and like it's stiff like a board. Yeah. But I mean it's kind of like beef jerky. Like you could cut into it. You could eat it if you like there's yeah. there's nothing left here. This is like the fruit on Moana when the blackness starts taking over the island and they bite into it and it just turns to ash. Yeah, like he's pushing on it and it's not it's not like breaking, it's just disintegrating. Oh man. I've never I have never seen something like this. No, I feel I'm watching it now. Feel and terrible. It's, it's breaking my heart. Feel terrible for the pigs that had to die. Feel terrible for him. Feel terrible for the, the community. We all mourn. A good set of ribs like that. Yeah. So it's sure. just, you know, as much as we talk about pellet grills being set it and forget it and walk away. Yeah. And like, that's the way it should be. Like, yeah. you really should be. This was a new and grill. And usually you can. Yeah. This was a new grill. There's a lot of things that <coughs> he's trying to figure out what happened there. But um, uh, maybe a moment of silence for the ribs. Is that wrong? No, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Okay. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) We're going to hell. (laughs) At least we'll 
At least we'll be able to barbecue down there, right? There's <laughs> fire everywhere. <laughs> We're going to have to learn the hot and fast method mm-hmm. on a brisket. For sure. But, um, Mike, any anything you got planned? We've uh, kind of have an off week. I mean, it's a Pro Bowl, but I'm not going to be watching a ton of yeah. football this weekend, I don't think. Um, last weekend, should we talk football for a minute? Let's do it. It's amazing. Dude, I, both games, I was like, did not go either way that I expected no. them to. Mm-mm. I mean, I was rooting for for Coach Reed. Mm-hmm. Proud. Did not expect that dominant of a performance from yeah. the Chiefs this year. The Chiefs. It was pretty. awesome. They showed up and they were angry. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how else to describe that. Well, listening to the New Heights podcast, that's exactly how they were. I haven't like, listened. They to were today. angry. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward but, to it. But yeah, I mean, Mahomes and Kelsey just came out. Yeah. And and is it Rice? Is that the yeah, other guy? Rasheed Rice. Rasheed yeah. Rice had man, he had a bunch of awesome receptions. It's crazy. I mean, their defense is good, but they shut down this year's most likely MVP. Like, did really well. Yeah. The other but, game, my boy's a Lions fan, ooh. and it was hard. Like. That had to be, I don't know was, what happened. He was in tears, and I was like, oh, buddy. It was pretty sad. But Was this D? Yeah. He had all of his, he got all Lions merch for Christmas, and he had it all on. And he was so excited because they jumped out to a pretty dominant lead in the yeah. first half, up by 17, I, I think. Yeah, they, I think they scored three touchdowns in the first quarter. Yeah. Like it looked really good, and then and then like I don't know what happened. Like the other three quarters of the game, it was yeah, it was not the same team that we've been watching all year. Yeah, it was a bummer. NFL script, man. The conspiracy theorists are all over it, dude. I don't know. The Forty ers came out though in the second half. You could tell somebody lit a fire yeah. in that in that locker room. And I I love the Brock Purdy story. Like I'm all about it. So. I was it was hard watching my boy go through that, but I was pretty oh. happy to see him come back and win and all that yeah. stuff. So anyway. Yeah. But I mean there were some wild plays in both games. I mean Yeah. In the Chiefs game, Jackson threw a pass, it was tipped, and he caught the pass. Yeah. And was like crazy. Kept going. I was like, I was I've like, never seen that a quarterback does throw, not happen. Yeah, I've never seen a quarterback throw a pass to himself. <laughs> well, it got tipped and went up like thirty feet in the air, and he just watched it and caught it and kept running. Yeah. That was crazy. It was wild. Um and then was it No, it was a Chiefs game where they had a had a fumble recovery into the end zone yeah, for a touchback. That was wild. And then another turnover mm-hmm. in the end zone. Like it. Just... And then uh, the Niners game, Purdy threw it. It bounced off the defender's uh-huh. uh, face mask, and Ayuk just caught it and kept like it was should have been an interception, but turned into an awesome play. Yeah, for like fifty yeah. yards. So, yeah, you know. I know there's all these conspiracy theories out there about the NFL controlling which teams. There are a couple of plays there. I don't care how many times you practiced it. Yeah. There's no way you could have. That's what I think, too. This the, is not WWE. Yeah. The strip on the goal line in the Chiefs game. Yeah. Like, there is no way. You couldn't have set that up. Yeah. To practice it. That was crazy. Yeah. Just some of 
there was some amazing athleticism shown. Yeah. But, so if you don't like football, you should you should watch some football because it's actually pretty good. Yeah. But this weekend it's uh, it's the Pro Bowl. I've never been a huge fan. I never have either. And now they don't even play game. They just do flag like, football and skills challenges. So. Well, yeah, it's because it's a uh, it's like the lo- the loser teams are yeah. Because nobody from the Chiefs or the Niners is going to show up to play. Like right. they can't afford to risk getting hurt. Right. So now it's just everybody else that wants a just going on well, vacation. It's, it's not even in Hawaii anymore, is it? I don't think. I so. I think it's in Florida this yeah, year. Yeah, that seems right. So yeah, mm. they're going to go on a beach vacation and get drunk, and yeah, there's nothing to watch this weekend. Yeah. Um, but the Super Bowl's coming. <coughs> you remember those uh, beaver nuggets? Yes. I found a copycat beaver nuggets recipe. Oh, right on. And I'm going to smoke those suckers. You're going to smoke them? I'm going to smoke them. Interesting. Okay. So we're going to have smoked beaver nuggets. Nice. In a couple of weeks here. I'm interested. So that's <clears throat> that's going to be my big smoke. Um, I froze part of the brisket that we cooked this week so we can do, I don't know if we're going to do jalapeno poppers with it or nachos mm-hmm. or what, but we'll we'll pull the brisket back out and, right on. and use it for that. But what about you? We're doing a mac and cheese bar. Oh, that's right. The mac and cheese bar. And let me run this by you for the first time ever. Uh, I'm wondering about trying some of those pork belly bites that people do, like candied pork belly. Cut them up into squares. Have that as like a throw in your mac and cheese type of deal. Pork belly burnt end. Yeah, that. Like an elevated hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. Yes. Yeah. Support it. That's what I'm wondering. So, I've I've done zero research on this yet, and have not like purchased it or anything, and reserve the right to change my mind as I often do. But I'm kind of excited about it. Excited I, uh, at the prospect of it. Yeah. No, I've done I've done pork belly before. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I've heard we're, amazing things. I don't even know if I've ever had it, but I've heard really good things. Yeah, we've done a uh, homemade bacon with it. We've oh done, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, we've I've also just cut it up and cooked it. I mean the lard cap on it like that was one of the things in peru like people would take the lard cap and they'd cut it up into chunks and it's pork rinds basically is what Mm. it is so they'd be throwing it and frying it out there in the streets Mm. yelling chicharrones and i would (laughs) and you'd come running i would come (laughs) even then when i was a skinny parasitic Mm. Walking missionary. (laughs) Yeah, man. Me and Steve, my worm. We uh we had a lot of chicharrones. Nice. So but well until next time. Is that where we're at? Yeah, I think so. I think we're on the same page. (laughs) We've gotta work on this transition. (laughs) We really do. It's rough every time. Until next time, guys. I'm John. I'm Mike. We're fat guys with smokers. Thanks for listening to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't forget to tune in for even more nonsense from a couple of Fat Guys with Smokers. Don't forget to like, subscribe.